Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Hola! Como estas? Or actually, forget my espanol. Wait did you hear one of Otani's teammates trying to teach him how to speak espanol. It's fantastic. I do love that Shohei Otani has a great sense of humor and seems to be playful and really enjoys hanging out with the guys. It's another reason to like a global superstar who is on pace to start as a hitter, of course, not as a pitcher, but is on pace to start the year with the Dodgers, even as Dodgers and Padres are now hours away from the first spring training game of 2024 if you haven't heard me say this before, I, I am morally opposed to sharing scores from spring training. I will never do that. It's against my religion. Uh, it's unethical. Do not do it. They do not matter. Uh, same thing as preseason NFL or preseason NBA or anything like that. We do not need scores from exhibitions, which is why you never hear me utter the score of the NBA All-Star game other than to mock the total points that were put up. So the the scores don't matter. What matters in the preseason, or in this case spring training, is getting through it without getting hurt, is making sure that you're as close to ready as possible without actually facing teams that are going full strength with something on the line. So there definitely is a change when you get to games that count. We all know that. It's a mental and physical shift. But it is cool to mark the start of spring training games. And Dodgers and Padres are the first since they will open the season not even a month from now, March 20th. Man, that'll be right at the start of March Madness. Because Selection Sunday is the 17th, which means the games in Dayton, the first four, are the 19th. 
Then we have the first games that count in Major League Baseball, followed by what are those crazy days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, when it's wall-to-wall college hoops. And then the following week, right smack dab in the middle of the Sweet 16, and going from 16 to 4, we've got the start of the baseball season for everybody else. Man, it's all coming just weeks away. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports. Hump day. Uh, it's so quiet in the NBA, but it's last night of the All-Star break, so everyone's coming back from Cabo or wherever else they went. Even as my niece and her boyfriend are heading to Mexico for a wedding, this is kind of interesting. The wedding's in Mexico, but it features a large Indian family And a large Catholic family. So they're going to Mexico, but they're having all of these Indian ceremonies, which if you know anything about Indian weddings, they have three or four days full of ceremonies and events and dinners and all that type of stuff. And then you have the Catholic side of thing, which also features some formal events, and they're doing it in Mexico because nothing says Indian Catholic wedding like Mexico. (laughs) Why not? I guess. Why not? Destination wedding. So my niece and her boyfriend are on their way to Mexico in the next 24 hours. I've told her to be safe. Even though Cancun, I think, is very touristy, got to be safe when you're an American. Uh, you never know who's out to target you. So a little nervous about her, but she'll she's going to be with a big group of people and on a resort most of the time. So that's good. A little jealous that she'll be sitting on the ocean which will be pretty incredible so we are now closer to the weekend than we are the beginning of this past week which means we are coasting downhill I know there are some of you who are getting itchy and a little jonesy because it's been now a week and a half without football here's what the NFL Network will do for you they are replaying the top 10 games of 2023 believe it or not I've seen now, as I'm uh, watching the countdown multiple nights in a row, the Dallas Cowboys are involved in more than one. (laughs) Number eight was robbed. It was Lions-Niners. Way too low. You think so? Number eight? That was a great game. That was a great game. Uh, You know a game that wasn't great? Was the Chris? Well, I guess it was great for Raiders fans. The Christmas Day game between the Raiders and the Chiefs. And yet... I've talked to Danon Hughes, for instance, uh, longtime radio analyst of the Chiefs network, but also former Chiefs wide receiver. And he points to that game as the turning point for the the Chiefs in that they were upset by the Raiders. Patrick Mahomes was was battered and bruised. He got sacked four times and hit another 10 times by that Vegas pass rush and that Vegas defense. And then on Wednesday, what did we hear from Antonio Pierce? That is now their blueprint for how to defend Patrick Mahomes. And he feels like the rest of the league has a prototype as well. Except after that game, the Chiefs won six straight and another Super Bowl. (laughs) So, yeah, maybe it was the prototype for that day, but it served to motivate the Chiefs and light a fire under them. Some interesting podcast material coming from the world of the NFL on Wednesday Antonio Pierce with Max Crosby on The Rush. That's the name of Max's 
podcast. He was actually taping it on Radio Row during Super Bowl week. Man, he's impossible to miss. Even in a large group of people, he is a monster of a man. He's he's big. Thought it was the beard. <laughs> well, that too. Uh, he is, yeah, he stands out in a crowd. He's unique. And so Antonio Pierce and Max Crosby. And then Justin Fields with the St. Brown brothers. So Equin, Equinemius, Equinemius, Equinemius and Amon Ra, St. Brown, and their podcast. And Justin Fields explains why he unfollowed the Bears on social. Honestly, it's brilliant. I agree with him. There are times when I do the same thing, not necessarily my employer, though. I don't know how often I actually see tweets from my employer. Um, but his explanation, as he gets ready to go on vacation, I like it. Let's see. Kevin Durant is salty, but when he tells us he doesn't care, me thinks he doth protesteth too much. And <laughs> Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal on an open mic is pretty much what you get when they know that they're on camera and they're on an open mic. But this was an accidental open mic. It was pretty funny. So some cute pieces of audio, and by cute, I just mean entertaining. Uh, at the top of next hour, it is your opportunity to get set for the next, I don't want to call it the second half, because we're well past the midway point of the NBA season. Uh, teams have roughly 30, 31 games to go, I guess 30, 31, 32 uh, games to go in their regular season. So about... Mm, just under two months uh, is what they have left before they tip off. Oh, gosh, that play-in tournament, which annoys me to no end. It, that and the midseason tournament. It's as though Adam Silver wants the NBA to be just like MLS in some respects. Or soccer. Around the world, because they do in-season tournaments. But the MLS had success with it last year because of Messi. Messi showed up right as they were starting that midseason tournament. And so there was a lot of popularity and a lot of buzz associated with it. Not so for the NBA. I mean, I guess the players who get to Vegas earn extra money and they do get to play in Vegas, which is fun. But otherwise, when you ask the question or play the game of buzz, no buzz. So thumbs up, thumbs down. I don't, meh. Ryan, you're cool and a different generation than me. Buzz or no buzz on the in-season tournament? I'm asleep in terms of the in-season tournament. I'm asleep. So that's the opposite of buzz. Uh, and then what about the play-in tournament? Because me thinks it's, I don't know why I just said that again. I think it's gimmicky. It's bad. Just bad. <laughs> the teams are bad. Yeah. There's no draw. Right. Maybe one game's cool, but that's one of four potentially. Yeah. I don't know. It's... Similar to baseball in that runner on second base in extra innings so that I don't know why. We can keep up pace of play. We can foster scoring. It's goofy. Now that the pace of play issue has been solved, that should be taken off the table, but it's still there. Uh, and this is how you know that it's gimmicky. They don't do it in the postseason. That's how you know in the playoffs. Uh, anyway, the NBA and Major League Baseball, they've gone gimmicky in some respects. Uh, however, there are some really talented athletes, and in the NBA, we're about to tip off, uh, well, close enough to the stretch run, uh, the remaining portion of the regular season. And so 
teams will start to get serious here post-Cabo. Uh, and at the top of the hour from the Bay Area, we will welcome one of our CBS Sports and CBS Sports HQ reporters, Colin ward Henniger. Now, he's been on the show before. One of the things I like about Colin is that he's a night owl, which is great. So he will join us at the top of the midnight hour Pacific time. Uh, I think a real big question heading into this next part of the season is about the Bucks because they've backpedaled since they got rid of Adrian Griffin. What the heck is the issue? It's funny because a lot of times in the NBA, we're seeing this over the past, what, 10 years, where guys want to play with their BFFs, and so they either demand trades or orchestrate trades, or they set up their own their own triumvirate, their own big three, and then they kind of force teams to do it, or they try to strong-arm teams to, to put them all on the roster together and somehow figure it out. Just as a note, uh, the most organic superstar cores or star cores in the NBA were homegrown or maybe featured one player that came in, but they didn't get orchestrated altogether. There's a reason why players are not GMs. And so with the... With the the way the NBA has gone over the past 10 years where guys are kind of forcing themselves into a situation and feeling like, hey, we want to play with, as I say, it's the NBA where everyone plays with his BFF. As, as guys kind of do that and move themselves around, I think it's, number one, frustrating to a lot of fans. Uh, and so that's an issue. But also, number two, creates this idea that every single one of them is going to be some kind of a super team, right? And yet it's not that simple. Just because you put a bunch of stars together on the same roster or because stars end up together on the same roster does not mean it's going to work. And we're seeing some real challenges. Now more than halfway through the season, Damian Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo, two of the best offensive players in the NBA, have not yet figured out how to play together and how to move and find that rhythm and to play off of one another. Um, and it's it's been forced so often. And under Doc Rivers, who was brought in for defense, well, it's not getting much better. Regardless of what coach you put in there, those two guys have to decide they're going to make it work. And they, along with the rest of the the players who are on the court, have to figure out the spacing and figure out the way to make it work. To me, that's the biggest question as we head into the second half. I know a lot of people want to know about LeBron, but nothing's changing with LeBron before the end of the regular season, right? The Lakers... They've got championship aspirations. Of course, right now, both they and the Warriors are sitting in that play-in tournament yet again, so they've got work to do. It's kind of the same old story with the Lakers. So the the LeBron story will take over post-NBA Finals, or at least post-LeBron's exit in the playoffs, if that makes sense. But for now, the Doc Rivers... I don't even know it's about Doc Rivers. The Damian Lillard, Giannis Antetokounmpo pairing is one of the most confusing uh, headlines in the NBA. Why doesn't it work or why isn't it working right now? And it, it is true that it could click in at any time. doesn't feel like they're that far off. They're too good to to not 
find some some rhythm and some way to wait to make it work. But at this point, it hasn't. And then who in the East can battle Boston down the stretch? Uh, in the West, you've got four teams at the top that are separated by three total games. Uh, how much separation is there among those four teams? Who will who will take the MVP away from Joel Embiid? I guess it's the right way to put it. He's on the shelf for an extended period of time. Even though he leads the league in scoring, it's unlikely that he will repeat. He may not even have enough games to repeat as the MVP. And he's missing significant time. Excuse me. So who will step in? Those are some of the questions about the NBA as we head into the second half. And so we'll talk to Colin Ward-Henniger coming up in 45 minutes. You can find me on Twitter, Radio. Uh, also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. It's happening again. The NFL does not care about fans' complaints over streaming. It is happening again. The NFL is doubling down, soon to be triple and quadruple. And yes, it's all about the money. I'll explain coming up. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Our phone number, 855-212-4227. Thanks for hanging out with us this Wednesday night here on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. First down and goal to go. Play action fake. Right side throw. Touchdown. Kansas City. McCall Hardman. McCall Hardman with the catch on the right side. A three-yard touchdown pass in overtime. Kansas City wins the game. 25-22. And the Chiefs kingdom has started its own history class. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. It doesn't seem that long ago, does it? The Super Bowl wrapping up with a walk-off touchdown for me, Cole Hardman from Patrick Mahomes. And uh, it definitely was worth watching on the mic'd up version of the NFL. So inside the NFL, the mic'd up Super Bowl it was cool to watch it from all angles, but then also to see the reaction from the Chiefs sideline, from the Niners sideline, of course, the devastation, and also on the field as Nicole catches it, didn't even really know the rules and wasn't sure that was the end of the game, which is kind of funny. Uh, and, of course, that's not focused on, right? It's more focused uh, on the Niners not knowing the the overtime rules, but I can guarantee you that there were guys on both sides that didn't know. The majority of fans didn't realize they had changed the overtime rules for the playoffs either. Anyway, I digress. And so the Mitch Holtis call on Chiefs radio is the end of Super Bowl 58, and the Chiefs are still on top. It is, well... I don't know if it's challenging to even think about this time next year. Probably not because the NFL doesn't ever really go away. It doesn't take a hiatus. And so we kind of move forward into the offseason and it starts to build again towards September and then, of course, the playoffs. But it is a full year from now. However, it's not too early for Amazon to start shelling out money again. We know that Amazon Prime has exclusive rights to... Thursday night football. 
but on the heels of the Peacock Network streaming a playoff game this year, remember it was a Saturday night game. It was the Chiefs and Dolphins under the lights at Arrowhead Stadium. Okay, so that was a a super cold game. (laughs) And it was on Peacock. They set records for a broadcast on Peacock. Obviously, set records because it's the NFL and the draw. It was the most streamed live event ever. The NFL will draw people to shell out money or... They'll do a trial, and then they'll cancel it. But either way, the NFL will draw people to different streaming services, and that's what Prime is counting on. Now, Amazon Prime already has regular season games, but this will be different. 120 million dollars is the estimate for the rights to broadcast a playoff game next winter. Two, as a side note, I have seen different reports about the the prime game on, well, the prime game in the playoffs, but like how much they're paying for it on Amazon. I've seen some reports for $120 million. I've seen some reports for $150 million. But since Jeff Bezos is the third richest person in the world right now, this is probably chump change especially knowing that Amazon's goal is to get more into live sport. But to continue a theme that we've talked about now for months, we've done multiple shows here. We've done a lot of chatter, even before NBC had the playoff game, a lot of chatter about its impact on fans. And I think there are a lot of fans that are incensed about it. To be fair, going back to the days when ESPN got its first playoff game, there were people upset about that because it's not over-the-air TV. It's cable TV. But $120 million, how do you expect the NFL to turn that down? They're not going to. For one game, $120 million is, again, the, the conservative estimate. I've seen some place it near 150. But if you compare what Peacock paid for the Dolphins Chiefs, and as lopsided as that game turned out to be, NBC Universal, who is the parent company for Peacock, they ended up with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, which is a draw. Right now, he's the face of the NFL. But Amazon Prime is paying... $110 million, well, it's paying $110 million, let me rephrase, Amazon's paying the same price as what Peacock paid and then some, even though Amazon only, like, already has the Thursday games and you would think a lot of people have already gone and signed up for Prime if they wanted the football games on Thursday nights, which, granted, some of them turn out to be duds. But now, Prime is paying the same as Peacock and then some. They've upped the ante, which means similar to signing quarterbacks, right? The next 
quarterback to get signed, if he's an elite QB, gets the 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 historic deal, gets the richest deal. So the last quarterback that signed, okay, maybe he was the richest for three weeks. And then there was a new one. That's what this feels like to me. Amazon Prime put more money in the middle of the table, up to the ante, if you will. So Universal, NBC Universal paid $110 million for that game on Peacock. Prime is paying $120 million, and that's, again, that's the lower end of the estimate. Interestingly enough, and I did not know this, but I, I guess the NFL offered Amazon the game that Peacock ultimately streamed. Right, So that, that was a game that Amazon had the chance to broadcast but passed on, thinking it wasn't worth it. That's the report. <laughs> but now that the NFL comes around again, Amazon sees the power in the draw. Because that one game on Peacock on a Saturday night, which is not even a traditionally heavily trafficked game on TV. In fact, Saturday night is the least watched TV night for American families. At least it was pre-pandemic. Probably a lot changed during the pandemic. But it's traditionally been one of the lighter TV nights in American households because people are out. And yet still, whether they were out or whether they were home, an average audience of 23 million viewers, the most watched live event that we've ever streamed here in this country. That's why Amazon is all in on getting one for next year. Now you consider that that number, the 23 million versus what Amazon Prime had on Black Friday, not even 10 million viewers. Okay, so you had the the big Thanksgiving Day triple header on regular TV. Those always bring in a lot of viewers because families are together or just it's appointment television, if that makes sense. People know to watch football on Thanksgiving. But on Black Friday as Prime kind of wades into the space where generally it's been a college football day, not an NFL day, there were only 9.61 million viewers. Don't know about Black Friday moving forward because it wasn't a major success. So Prime was looking at that and thinking, well, what's the big deal? That's not, those are not astronomical numbers. That's not worth it. (laughs) It's funny to think of Amazon saying that it's not worth it. After only nine and a half million viewers for their Black Friday game, they decided it wasn't worth $120 million for a playoff game. But now they've reversed course. So we don't know what day, what round, what game, but that Amazon Prime will shell out at least $120 million for a single game. There is no way the NFL is going to pass that up. Not to mention they they want to unlock this door where more and more streamers are bidding. Right, So it's not just the companies, NBC, 
ABC, CBS, Fox. It's not just your traditional broadcast companies that are throwing money into the ring. Though, of course, NBC Universal is is Peacock. But it's maybe cable companies. It's streamers that have money to burn. And that is definitely the case with Amazon Prime. In case you didn't know, annual revenue for Amazon Prime, $575 billion. Okay, so $120 million is nothing to Amazon. $575 billion in annual revenue. That's not in gross. That's in, that's not even the worth of the company. That's just one year of annual revenue. $575 billion. Would you like to take a stab, Ryan, at the market value of Amazon? Oh, my gosh. $1.2 trillion. $1.74 trillion. Oof. Holy cow. I mean, that's... Forget Monopoly money. You need about a 100,000 boxes of Monopoly money to even... I mean, that's... Whoa. So whereas YouTube and Apple, and this is kind of the, the market report, or I guess the, the way the markets are trending, YouTube, Apple, Facebook even, whose parent company's Meta, they're dipping toe in the water, right, just to see how it works. And that was really Amazon's philosophy with the playoff game anyway. They've already got the Thursday night game. But now they see the success of this one game on Peacock and Amazon is thinking, all right, time to move full speed ahead. We won't make that mistake again. And the NFL is tapping into new sources of revenue that are just incredible. Two playoff games between NBC, Peacock, and Amazon. $230 million for two playoff games. I can't really even wrap my brain around that. Or how much Roger Goodell and the owners are giggling. Like just they can roll in money if they want to. I don't want to see it if they do, but they could. Roger Goodell's goal going back to oh gosh. It's been 15 years now. His stated goal is to turn the the NFL into a $25 billion a year business, meaning $25 billion in annual revenue. Still pales in comparison to Amazon, but hundred or uh, $25 billion, excuse me. They're sitting at $22 billion. This will help. You sell off your playoff broadcast rights for $120 million a pop, you'll get there. You'll get there pretty quick. The next time that these various broadcast deals come up for bidding, man, if the streamers decide they want to get in on a more regular basis, on a weekly basis, like they did with uh, Thursday night, watch out. Like, watch out. All right, speaking of football, questions for Justin Fields. Doesn't everyone want to know, what are you doing next year? Do you want to play for the Bears? And if you do... Why did you unfollow them on social? Do you know something we don't know? We're, we're going to need some answers. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Call from mom. 
Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Justin Fields is definitely a hot topic as we head into the start of kind of the silly season in the NFL. And it definitely does get silly. Uh, Legal tampering doesn't come up until the second week in March. And then the league year officially starts a couple days after that when guys can actually sign and trades uh, can actually be culminated. But what we have until then is... Combine, uh, franchise tags, whether guys sign offers with their own team. So that's possible. It's just the free agency that has to wait until the new league year begins. Speculation also runs rampant. And the list of potential free agents out there, it's a long one. There's a lot of names. I don't know if you would consider them all to be game changers, difference makers, elite players. But certainly uh, when we think about this next iteration of off-season quarterback musical chairs, well, there are plenty of names that incite question marks or eyebrow-raising. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Justin Fields is the topic of a lot of conversation for a couple of reasons. Number one, his team has the overall number one pick. Okay, so that's important because there are some Promising prospects. I will never say sure thing. I will never say guarantee when it comes to a prospect leaving college and getting drafted into any sport. There's no such thing. Are there guys that you're really confident in? Sure. But if you... Don't end up with the right team, the right coaching. There's a lot of transition. Maybe there's a terrible offensive line in front of a QB. I mean, all of those things. Think Bryce Young with the Panthers. That's why the jury is still out. Because we don't actually know what he can do with competence in front of him, competence around him, competence coaching him. And I'm a fan of Frank Reich. It just wasn't a fit. So, yeah, you can say, hey, this quarterback or that quarterback has all the tools, a lot of promise, a lot of potential, but there's no such thing as a sure thing when it comes to making that jump from college to the pros. All right, so then back to the Bears. They have the number one overall pick, but they also have Justin Fields. And depending upon who you ask, the Bears are likely to trade him So dangle him as trade bait. 
in order to bring in a new guy and clear the way. I don't know that that's necessary, but I understand why they would want to do it. Justin Fields is a world-class athlete. He can dazzle with a football. Obviously, the more the Bears allow him to use his legs, the better he is. But is that a long-term recipe for success? And then think about the number of different guys in his three seasons with the NFL, the number of different guys he's had around him, both on the field and on the sidelines. Constant change in sports equals constant losing. It's a tried and true formula. I say it all the time. Constant change equals constant losing. So here's Justin Fields, who no doubt is hearing about it all the time. What are the Bears going to do with that overall number one pick? Are they going to draft Caleb Williams? He's a can't-miss prospect. That you don't want to be the team that passes up on Caleb Williams. Could the Bears use that pick at some other decision or some other uh, position? Absolutely. But there's so much debate about Justin that it's impossible to miss it. He was a guest on the St. Brown Brothers podcast. And they asked him whether or not he wants to stay in Chicago. Do you want to stay in Chicago or what's up? Yeah, of course. Of course I want to stay. I can't see myself playing in another place, but if it was up to me, I would want to stay in Chicago. I love right. the city. The city's lit. The The fans are, you know, they're great. Mm-hmm. And the people. The city's lit. If it were up to me, I would want to stay in Chicago. I wouldn't want to leave. Now, that's the right thing to say. It's the, it's what doesn't make headlines, or at least make waves. Maybe it makes headlines, but it doesn't make waves. He's not going to say, oh, yeah, let me out of here. Set me free or hashtag free Justin Fields. Do I believe that he wants to stay in Chicago? Eh. I think players want to win. I think you look at what Patrick Mahomes has done with the right situation in Kansas City, Hall of Fame coach, a team that's committed not just to paying him but to putting pieces around him. No doubt other young quarterbacks look at Pat and say, huh, the grass must be greener somewhere else. Not all young quarterbacks, obviously, but the guys who are in situations right now where eh, it's hit or miss. And the Bears have struggled. The Bears, even in the NFC North, couldn't really make much progress this year. Seemingly stuck in a rut in the second year under Matt Eberflus. They brought in some pieces. In fact, they thought they did a real good job upgrading the talent. And maybe they did upgrade in that trade with the Panthers for last year's overall number one pick, but not enough. Not enough. Honestly, it felt like a wash of a season. That's not fair, of course, because there were guys who evaluated and guys who played well at different stretches. And I guess the knowledge is valuable for Justin, but it doesn't feel like the team or the franchise as a whole made progress or strides forward. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Well, if he wants to stay in Chicago, then why scrub That's the cool word. Scrub. Maybe not, but it seems like it to me. Uh, The Bears from his social media, like IG and Twitter. Why do people take social media so seriously? 
But like, why why are you gonna follow the Bears? Like, I still mess with the Bears. It's not, I'm just trying to take a little break. I, I'm following the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Like, mm. I know y'all mess with a girl, EQ, especially you. Just because you don't follow the girl on IG, don't mean you're not messing with that's her. That's true. You that's know? true. That's facts. That's facts. Oh, so you're saying you mess with the Bears more now that you don't follow them? Man, it's not even like that. Ah, okay, it's, okay. It's something that I don't want to see in my timeline. I'm about to go on vacation. I don't want to see no mm. football. And guess just, what? Just get away. Get a little away for a little bit. It's either keep field. We want field to the drive Caleb. So it's like, bro, man, I'm tired of hearing the talk. I just wanted to be over. <laughs> I like that. He's giving crap back to Equinemius. Sate Brown, you may not follow a girl on IG or social, but you're still talking to her. You're still messing with her. <laughs> I'm still messing with the Bears, meaning, and the NFL, meaning I still care. We're still a thing, but I don't need to see nothing but timeline, uh, a timeline full of football while I'm on vacation. And then he kind of really unlocks the truth of it all, which is I'm tired of seeing all the speculation and nonstop. Hey, keep me. No, go get Caleb. No, keep Justin Fields. No, go get Caleb Williams. That would annoy me as well. I'd be over that too. I probably would start blocking and muting every account that had an opinion. (laughs) So that's Justin. He just wants the whole trade talk thing to be over and to find out. No doubt uh, most of us would feel the same in that position. All right, before we hit the top of the hour, when we'll shift our attention to the NBA, our friend Chicago Johnny is joining us from Las Vegas. Got a couple minutes, Johnny. How are you? Good morning, is it? Amy. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to know anything what's happening in Chicago, ask CJ. All right. <laughs> All right, I don't listen to the news media. Now, here's what I'm hearing, what, what my boys are telling me what's happening in Chicago. Huh. Now, they want to trade Justin Fields, and there's two teams. Now, remember where you hear this. There's two teams that are interested in Justin Fields, Pittsburgh, and believe it or not, the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, I can you watch, that. they are going to trade Justin Fields. But the reason why he didn't do well in Chicago is because we had the worst coaches <laughs> in the NFL. They have no idea. They don't know what to do with the talent that they had. They didn't know how to, do, to develop Justin Fields. So we never knew how good of a quarterback Justin Fields is. And what's going to happen when they draft another quarterback, if, if they don't change their, their system, then they're going to ruin whatever quarterback comes in. Yeah, that's I a don't good care point. If it is, that's a good point. I don't care if it is Williams. They, just, they don't know how to develop the, the uh, talent that they have. Mm. And did you hear so, the, do you hear the music, Chicago, Johnny? We're up against the top of the hour. So I appreciate the insight on the Bears. So you're saying the Steelers and the Raiders. We'll keep our eyes out for them. And we will talk to you again soon. Yeah, because I want to know. I got some. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.